Hello and welcome to the Modern House podcast. I'm Matt Gibbard, co-founder of The Modern House. This is the second episode in our special two-parter with John Paulson. John's known for his pared-back approach to design and architecture, and I've come to his home in the Cotswolds to find out what a committed minimalist living space really looks like behind closed doors. As he gives me a tour of the house, we'll be discussing his approach to space, light and colour, his meticulous use of materials, and why he can't quite bring himself to hang a picture up on the wall. If you'd asked me who my hero was at the age of 18, it probably would have been a toss-up between Dennis Bergkamp, who played up front for Arsenal, and John Paulson. So this was a very memorable day for me. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy it. So John, we've just come through the front gate. What can we see? So we're in Chastleton, and Home Farm was the farm for the for the big house, okay. which is... Um, Jacobean and this was built at the same time in 1610 oh wow and we were lucky enough to buy the, the ruins of the um, the farm buildings and a couple of the cottages but it's, it's described um, in the books in, in, in Gloucestershire terms as a disordered farmyard okay so if none of the buildings are at right angles to each other from, from where we're standing, we can see the the Wayne House, which is the cart house, um, with a hayloft above. And then behind us is the barn, the threshing barn, and beyond that, the stables where they kept the three horses that they rode. And then beyond that is the, the cottages where they lived. What we were able to buy was the these buildings, plus we got the pond which is a carp pond and it's um, one of two where they, they used to um, clean the carp before eating them. I mean, it, they, they actually, the pond predates the house and the, the ponds are spring-fed, so they're, they're drinkable water. Okay. And we, we, we swim in it. I mean, I presume the carp keep away. <laughs> I mean, they're quite, they're quite big. Yeah, because <laughs> you don't feel them... You don't feel them nibbling, no. no. You, you, you're more uh, likely to feel the the, um, the lilies, you know, which grow out of the out of the bottom of the yeah. pond, which I'm always trying to get rid of because you know they get round your legs when you're swimming. But yeah, it's um, not really a swimming kind of a day today, is it? It's a bit uh, no, but the boys, my sons, they go in for this cold water. They're hardy. Well, they they go they do the serpentine and things like that. Oh, do they? Yeah, I mean the the benefits of cold water immersion. Yeah. So they say. I've heard. Yeah. yeah, one degree is a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a bit too little. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I can't say I've ever eaten carp either. Have you? Does it taste muddy? Uh, well, it tastes fresh water. Yeah. I mean, I've had freshwater fish in in Japan. You know, I haven't had carp, European carp, no. But we've also got an orchard, and most of the trees that you see are fruit. Not just apples and pears and crab apples, but um, quince and, and berries and things. Are you a gardener then? Do you get stuck into it? Catherine's. Catherine's a gardener. Well, Catherine's inherited from mother, her mother, okay. Veronica, who had green fingers. Yeah. And uh, who sadly died at the end of last year. But, um, my father liked gardening, but I haven't yet taken it up. It's interesting because you, you may disagree with this, but I feel like your projection to the outside world has come through quite a lot more in the last couple of years to me through Instagram 
you've also made publications out of your photographs as well. You seem to be photographing a lot. And so it's really interesting coming here because I feel like I've had these snapshots of it through your lockdown experience of being here in a way. What's it been like to be here during lockdown? Have you spent most of the time here? I mean, we've been incredibly lucky and, yeah. and, and privileged to have space. I mean, it's always what I'm interested in is making space, but here you've literally you know, got it in spades. And to be able to sit and... I mean, of course, I probably should be working a bit harder, but it's been <laughs> great, you know, looking out of the window or being out here and every day there's some small change. And so watching a whole year go past... Yeah, I mean, at the beginning, everyone kept saying, "Oh, you know, what are you doing in lockdown? It must be a great opportunity to design something new or do something." But uh, but I've gone to slightly the other way, being, yeah. become more introverted, and I find it difficult to be stimulated about designing architecture. We, I mean, we've done the cookbook, which was absorbing, and the cookbook's based around your experience of home cooking, isn't it? It's home cooking, and it's based around here and the ingredients and and we've done it all really in during lockdown which has been yeah uh, interesting yeah and and more challenging than it would be but if, but it is a reflection of our time actually here yeah yeah, yeah. brilliant let's move around shall we yeah where's lucky there he is he's over there what he's over there visual visual okay we're going this way mate lucky doing a runner just don't want him to go on the road because yeah. he has but that's why we put the uh, mesh on the bottom oh, of the gate. Yes, yeah. yes yes it's lucky so John just pausing here a moment so yeah. we've got this huge was this an up and over door is it uh, no, no it's essentially a sash window okay but it's so it's a four metres high so. yeah it's an incredible yeah. huge amount of glazing yeah. a very very crisp insertion into a yeah and it's and it's also there. triple glazed the plan was to put contemporary windows in where there was existing solid doors yeah so this is the old threshing barn so we replaced what were the the wooden doors with glass and that goes throughout um the the property it's great to list it and the planning officer was keen that we kept the features that were original or or had been done in the last several hundred years yeah but the new insertions should be contemporary yeah it could should be a a modern um reworking of what existed okay and they were happy with that yeah in fact i was more hesitant than they were so it was a it was a very nice process you know learning and and, and listening well that's good isn't it i mean because you, you hear pretty negative stories usually about planning experience yeah i'm not sure why I think a discussion, a collaborative approach is always better. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you start out with, you know, nervously thinking, what are they going to allow me? I want to do this or I have some plan. Yeah. I mean, of course, I've got ideas before, but I tend to have the meeting, the exploratory meeting, and then work something out after that. Okay. Yeah. Is the dog going to go for a swim? Uh, Barking he, the sheep? He's, yeah, I think he... <laughs> He has been in. Um, he's six months now. When he was two, he went in. Um, I think he thought it was solid. <laughs> he soon found out. He, I don't think he'd be going back. Yeah, right. Now he's just exercising. I don't think there are... I mean, there are foxes, but I don't, I don't think he's picking up anything significant. I think he's arguing with the carp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They come quite close to the surface. Yeah. yeah. 
this is what we call the link because it links the the cottages to the farm buildings and wasn't there originally. That was just a way through from the road, so they would they would bring their carts through through there. Okay, I see. Uh, people didn't want to see a domestic scene from the street. Yeah. So we have a, a back to to the street. Yeah. Mainly through their request. One good thing is that everything faces west. All yeah. the windows have, all the walls have one west facing. So you, you you're looking towards the sun. Yeah. But also the weather comes in from the west. So yeah. mostly the prevailing is southwesterly. And you've got these ruined walls here that you just kept in place, presumably as you found them, have you? Well, yeah, we shored them up, yeah. yeah. There was a bit more structure there, yeah. um, but I was worried about it falling. And they, they were the 20 um, milking stalls, and then the bullpen was at the end of that. Okay. And then that's the entrance to the, um, to the orchard yeah. um, that we're looking at. It's a very informal pathway down to the gate isn't it yeah it seems to me that landscape wise you've you've taken a very natural approach to it is that what you normally do i'm not wild about plants up against buildings so so these borders are a a a catherine okay and a mother thing (laughs) and um but i have to say they've ended up being very successful so i'm i'm any ownership is fine (laughs) that i can take you know i feel buildings should be left as buildings but Okay, but that's not a hard and fast rule. Yeah, and uh, Catherine was very conscious that this is a farmyard. You know, it's agricultural buildings, and we haven't strayed too far. I mean, we haven't put in any, you know, too much um, gardening stuff. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's more, perhaps more grass, but I don't, not quite sure what the alternative is. I mean, we've we've left parts of it wild. Yeah. So we, there's what there's wild planting and. No, it, feel, it feels very much as if it's always been here in a, in, a, in a really nice, unstructured way, I think, especially with the, the pond and it. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, well, the pond's at least, as I said, predates the house, which is 1610. Yeah. So you're into 16th century there, yeah. at least. And the, the orchards, the apple trees are so big, they must be 200 or, I don't know. Because we're on an escarpment here and we're looking down the Evenlode Valley to to the Evenlode River and the and the railway line and then Morton and and the Fossway beyond and those hills. Yeah. And was this sense of complete isolation and silence an important part of the process for finding the house? No, it was complete chance. I mean, Catherine said, "Oh, I've just been sent this. This is what we don't want, isn't okay. it?" And yeah. I was like, "Hold on a minute." <laughs> Did she? Yeah, I mean, a rose-covered cottage. Right. Um, <laughs> A tiny rose-covered cottage translates now into what somebody said. Uh, one of the farmers accosted me and said, "Oh, are you the one doing that development?" Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go in. Yeah, welcome. Oh, it's a bit warmer in it. Yes, lucky. Okay. So, f- so where are we here then? We've we've we just we've walked into uh, the the entrance to the farmhouse part of the property so we're entered into the farmhouse kitchen so we have low ceilings and we have the um, elm beams all all the wood in the house originally was the house was made from elm English elm in the 17th century so we obviously retain the beams and have used elm as a wood throughout for the kitchen doors and also uh, the chairs are elm and the, um, the shelf Okay. 
And, and the floor? What's the floor made from? The, the floor is, is the original flagstones. Okay. So the, the floor is uh, 500 years, four or 500 years old. Wow. What we did was take the flagstones up and split them in half and use the inside. Oh, wow. Because they were black. Fascinating. I mean, I knew there'd be something, you know, it's a local Cotswold stone. With some really great veining in it. Yeah, interesting, because it almost looks continental. Sort of, um, yeah. I mean, we lost a few of the bigger slabs, but the pattern is the same as it was. Yeah. So I copied the, uh, kept the pattern. And it runs through into what was the cider press, uh, lean-to room through there. And this looks like, what, polished plaster walls, is it? Uh, they're not uh, They're not polished. Not polished. No, it's uh, lime plaster. Lime plaster. And when it was finished, it, everyone said how nice it looked, and I had another look, and, and we didn't paint it. Yeah. Um, Would you normally have painted it? Well, that's the, that was the intention. That was because, the intention. Well, yeah. I didn't... I mean, the guys doing it did it as they normally would they weren't necessarily expecting it to be left yeah but they did such a nice job and it, and it has such a lot of life in it and yeah. color yeah you know a white which is slightly pinky gray yeah i mean we use lime plaster because it, it it needs to breathe and also it's um, traditional and they the planners wanted that and then we also use lath oh did you yeah in the partition walls it's lath and plaster but because we ended up taking the whole house to bits and mm. rebuilding it because the, you know, it was rotten. We, we were able to insulate to you know, the highest sort of standards. So yeah. the, the roof and the, and the walls that have plaster on them, we were able to insulate behind them okay. to something up to six inches of you know, organic materials. Right, yeah. okay. Which way do you want to go, that way? We could finish this. Because so, this all services the kitchen. So we've got a larder in here if you want to... So now we're in the, the lean-to, which was the um, cider press. Okay. Because I got into a lot of trouble from Catherine for having pure white marble shelves supported on, on elm. Be absolutely in, beautiful, in, I have to say. In a room that um, doesn't you know, see much below traffic. Yeah. yeah, below stairs. Yeah, the marble's got a lovely rounded edge on it. Yeah, uh, well, it's a detail I've used through you know the, the kitchen worktop and everything. So it's sort of... A, custom design for this house as an experiment and it's pure white uh, marble from uh, Laza in the Italian Dolomites just up the road from Murano and it's interesting because people come and, and they, they see no markings so they say oh it's a very nice Corian yeah I did it slightly breaks my yeah, heart but, but you learn to live with it anyway you can see the old elm beams there yeah and then the new elm yeah, this is obviously um, European elm because there isn't any English. Because of the disease, they they'd already cut down a couple of trees to stop the spread. Yeah, and so we took those two trees and then cut them up and used it for the whole house. So the, the floorboards are, and and all the kitchen cupboard, you know, all the doors are, are solid elm. Yeah. So obviously, John, I have to say that the cliche of you obviously is as someone that doesn't do clutter. So it's quite interesting to see inside your pantry because <laughs> there is, you know, we've got some pig ears for the dog and we've got, you know, there's quite a lot of stuff in here, isn't there? Yes. What do you say to it's, people when, when they say, how do you live like that? You know, is it, I, I don't believe that you can actually do it. It must all be behind a cupboard door. Um, what do you... <laughs> yeah, May Culper. You know, I mean, I'd much rather live with the children and, and Catherine 
and have a bit of a mess than live on my own and have it have it as I wanted it. Are you blaming this on them then? <laughs> uh, not not necessarily, but um, it's interesting having a larder because everything then gets put here until you decide what to do with it. Yeah. One day I'll get this sorted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed. However much space you've got, however many rooms you've got, uh, you could still do with another one for the yeah, it's know, so true for the storage or something. It's so true. Know. Well, it's a pretty sizable larder, so it's good. Yeah, the dream was just food. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, you put a lot into these shelves, so I can see that you quite like to get your hands on the. They're quite nice, empty too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shut the door because it, okay. it's supposed to keep the cold in. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the larder. This we call the boot room. I had to start giving names to places, otherwise you couldn't, because there are 28 altogether. Right. Uh, these just have the, coat, the coats in. Yeah. Push and catches, then, obviously. Yeah. And then this is what we call the end loo. Another thing that, which I was very keen that there would be no hierarchy. So everyone gets a Laza in you know, a solid sink and worktop you know, carved out of one piece. Absolutely beautiful thing. And with this this rounded design. Yeah, it really is. Is, And this is one of your taps, presumably, as well? No, Uh, it's a Vola. My my ones weren't available that we did for Cocoon. Yeah. And then this is what I call a corner vase, which which we designed. Wow, out of marble as well. Yeah. And, you know, small things like the soap dishes. The soap dishes, marble as well. Yeah. It's a, a... and then as you're taking your boots off, you sit down on this, do you? Yeah, that, that was a, a, a present from a friend in L.A. who's a, um, a film director who does a lot of the Apple and, um, you know, moving advertisements. And he designed and made it himself and gave it to me as a present. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's two things. One is it's sen- sentimental, incredibly generous and, and made by him and, and also... Um, it looks good here. Yeah, I think. I mean, if it's difficult with art or paintings, you know, there are plenty of of walls which you know you could focus on the work. I mean, this is at the end of this um, enfilade. Uh, you could you could have works at both ends, and and they would be very potent. Yeah. But the trouble is, I've never had anything good enough, really, to, to well to not to stand that kind of scrutiny. So Catherine's actually in action. She's demonstrating the home farm cooking book. She does, we yes, we're getting... Uh, what are we getting for lunch, Catherine? A tomato tart, tomato and onion tart, and roast asparagus. Ooh. Tomato and onion tart and roast asparagus. Doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, and homemade ice cream. And homemade ice cream. Seriously? was made this morning. Yeah, homemade vanilla. ice cream with berries and meringue. Berries and meringue. Wow. You Fantastic. get some too. <laughs> Um, not you, Lucky. Lucky's chilling out. Yeah, yeah. He has access all areas. It's great here because he, he can run down, you know, the, through the rooms yeah. and chase the ball. Yeah. But he skids because this the floor is not highly polished, but it's, it's smooth, so he, he takes off. So this is the elm. Yeah, and the it, elm it's floor. It's quite thick. Yeah. And different widths of board. Yeah, it's just when you when you've got a big tree, it's crazy to. Um, you know, to select. I wanted to use all the tree. Yeah. Okay, so we're in the next room in the enfilade. So what's, what happens in here? Is this dining or it's breakfast? It's dining, but also it's the front door. It's the, it's the hall for the for the, to the front of the house, yeah. yeah. Uh, that is the door. Originally, it was in the kitchen, 
because this was it was just one cottage and then they built on on that cottage and then they moved the door I don't know whether you noticed but there's a change in height yes yeah. and then you've got a built in bench here made is that what's that made from is that concrete no if the, if it's if it's just the plaster that's the plaster again I mean, it's probably got a bit of something to harden it for, yeah. for, for the seating and then this is where they might have had shutters yeah because the rotten had been taken away I wasn't sure about putting shutters back and Catherine's great because she she deals with all the soft side which I normally wouldn't have and this is a first for me to have curtains is it? is yeah. it really? yeah seriously? yeah you saw it here first They're, yeah I mean we're talking pretty minimal so you've got Linen, so you've got linen, linen hung at the at the window. Yeah, that for for, for privacy. Although I don't, I'm not sure you really need it, but it does filter the light quite nicely. For yeah. You. And then we've got um, what I would call the nearest thing for me to not having curtains because <laughs> these are undyed boiled uh, wool, which is identical to what the Cistercian Trappist monks that I work for wear. Really. Um, I mean, this is slightly finer than theirs, but it's also from Lyon. Ah, OK. And, uh, and then Catherine did these again. Does it upholster cushion? Yeah. And the, and the colours are, you know, blend with the, the lime plaster, I think, yeah, yeah. probably. What's your take on colour? So here we've got, you know, the lime plaster doing the job of providing that texture and patina and life that you talked about. In your projects, do you normally... I'm intrigued by this. Do you normally paint things in standard white emulsion or do you have a John Pawson colour? Uh, well, the, 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 yeah, there's... I think on the Raoul colour chart, it's... Anyway, there are two colours, one which is slightly more off-white than the other. Yeah. You know, people say, what white do you want? And say, so you just give them the Raoul colour. I just like to take the edge off very pure white because it's quite harsh yeah and unfortunately that film was made so you can't say 50 shades of white yeah <laughs> but but there are i mean because of the way the light comes in at any given point of the day it's always a different color yeah so in a way what you're saying is white isn't really white at all yeah depending on what the clouds and the sun are doing yeah. effectively yeah and also you get a slightly more pink coming off the, the elm floor I've noticed here, so you've put, you've put a, another marble shelf in where you've displayed your artworks on top of it and lent them up against the wall. Is that what you normally do, or do you, do you sometimes hang directly on the wall as well? I put a shelf in because Catherine likes the shelf. Right. And, of course, if... I mean, that's the problem about shelves. If you put a shelf in, it gets full of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... Um, I would hardly describe it as full, but yeah, I know what you mean. Well, in my terms, anyway... For my 70th birthday, Ben Oakery, the poet, composed this poem for me, which was commissioned. Oh, wow. So that was very special. Yeah. And so I was given it framed, and the shelf was there, so I put it on the shelf. And then a school friend's sister, um, Vicken Parsons, who's married to Anthony Gormley, um, she's a very good painter, and I went to her opening and bought a painting. Yeah. And, um, and it's surprisingly got some quite bright red in it. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not against colour as long as you can move it around a bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I think what you're saying, though, is that you choose not to live with a huge amount of stuff, but the things that you do live with have personal meaning to you. Is that right? 
Yes, but they 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 might stay there for a bit, and they might get moved around. And, mm. I mean, the pro- the problem for me of, of sticking stuff on a wall, it's obviously the best place to look at a painting, but first of all, it changes the the, the space physically. As soon as you put something on a wall, your eye stops. Mm. The other thing is you. It's the best place to look at it, but it's also the danger is that you will forget about it. You know, okay. it will just become decoration. Uh, you know, as soon as art becomes decoration, it's not. That's not right. Mm. Um, that's interesting. Um, today we don't have any flowers, but usually most rooms have something from yeah. the garden. Okay. And yeah, and we have an open fire. It's really which nice. It's the original half. Yeah. But obviously the surround is is contemporary. Yeah. Um, but that and it draws like crazy. It's like a oh, good furnace. This was where um, you know they used to come in and out. So it's the hall, but also it's our dining room. Yep. If we can go in here first, take a slight detour. So we've we've hung a right off the enfilade now, and we're going yeah. to what the it's like a library. The, yeah, it was the 18th century addition to the house. Okay. The kind of the stick on. Yeah. So this is Catherine's library, which she asked for visible books Mm -hmm. how do you feel about that well i find them a bit messy and distracting but um they're quite useful yeah (laughs) she's let me use it during lockdown so we 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 share it a bit yeah and it leads on to a reading room um, which is well used because it's got a stove and and you can put your feet up there and also you get great views of the pond and the fields beyond yeah and this is nice the library faces south so you and, and also you, you can see people come arriving. Yeah. Okay, so we're stepping down quite a lot here, yeah. down into the reading room. But the interesting thing, which and I was very keen on, was that, I mean, 28 rooms sounds a lot, but you know, when you've got your bedrooms and bathrooms and, and, the, and the fact that we've got three different buildings, I was keen that every room, you know, was obviously useful and used. And mm. of course it has been, especially in lot. So all these rooms get... Get some use and, and so is this house a lot about bringing family together then I think so that was always the plan if yeah. you have such a big place it wasn't a bolt hole we weren't confident that we would attract the, the children because they have their own lives you know Phoebe's 42 and, and um, Kaya's 35 and Ben 30 and they've got their own you know lives yeah but but, um, but they do and, come they come a lot. They come a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I must have done something right. Yeah, it sounds like it. You know, I, I think I said before, we, you know, we've got these different buildings that they can occupy and inhabit. Um, but we've also got three kitchens. So they can be quite separate if they want to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds extravagant, but it's basically like having three properties. Which is kind of the perfect family setup, you'd have thought. I mean, they're pretty nice guys, but we didn't have one single argument. Really? In a year, no. And you think that has a lot to do with the house? I think so. I mean, Catherine is very, very phlegmatic and even-tempered. Yeah. yeah. But, so that might be something to do with it. Um, I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm much more volatile and <laughs> I get het up about small things, which I get, I get told off for. But the, but the children keep me in check. Would you say then that your love of minimalism is, is a bit of a neurosis as well then? Is that you trying to make sense of the world in some way? Probably. I know that, that you know, I, I'm a great sort of flitter. I find it very difficult to concentrate on one thing for long. Okay. And I'm always sort of moving around. So, you know, my head's pretty full of stuff. Yeah. 
So, in a way, having a physical order and being able to order it. One thing is trying to order your brain, which is much more difficult. But, you know, making a building or doing an interior is is child's play compared to <laughs> yeah. you know, the psychiatry or whatever. That's interesting. Is that a picture of Caius down there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he works in music, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, he, he, he'd wonder why I got it out. And, and the, the one reason is I, it was in the pantry, but the pantry's a bit cold, and they know it's the wrong place. That was done by uh, Snowden and given to him. Wow, well, you can't have, not have that on display then, can you? But it's interesting because it's a repeat of a series that, that Snowden did yeah, 30 years before that, uh, where I was wearing the blue shirt. Okay. Mm. Oh, wow. Where's that then? In a cupboard? Somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... He's doing very well for himself, isn't he, Caius? Yeah, he's a, he's a, a bright boy. Yeah, brilliant. Doesn't take after me. No. <laughs> takes after his mother. All right. They're all doing well, I think, so, which is really nice. Yeah. Did you bring them up to be creative, do you think? Does that just happen? I never, I never thought they would go into architecture. Yeah. I mean, if they wanted to, of course, it would have been great. But they just sorted themselves out, themselves. My dad said to me, you're like this, John. He's, um, so my granddad was an architect and my dad was an architect. And um, my dad said to me one day, um, just, just do anything you want, but just do not do architecture. <laughs> It's, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Well, that, would, that sounds like a challenge. Actually. Yeah, no, it was. Maybe he was thinking you'd ignore him. Well, this is the thing. So, I, yeah, so exactly. So, of course, I had this complete crisis in my late 20s where I thought, oh, maybe he's put me off it and I should be doing it. Yeah. And so then... Well, it's never too late, by the way. I know, well, this is the thing. Well, that's what I concluded. So I actually mm. got a place at the Bartlett and I did a term at the Bartlett. Oh, oh cool, and, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. We, we set up the modern house at the same time. And... Um, it was apparent that I needed to give that everything and, and just run with it, so I did. Okay. And so I knocked the architecture on the head, but it's... it's um, okay. So it's all come about through Architect Monkey, yeah. Yeah, well, he, no, he, I mean, he, he, he just said to me, you know, it's, it's just very frustrating mm. and you never get anything built. Client, will do your head in and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I never say that to people. No, you, you have to be I've... nice about your clients, but you have good clients. No, no, so. no, I don't mean about the clients. I've, I mean, I always... Um, big it up because yeah. I, I've had such I mean it's every minute's been fantastic for me because yeah. you know you know, I came to architecture relatively late and I'd, I've tried everything else and it's the one thing I've found that every bit of it and every minute has been sort of pleasurable. Are you because you're not formally qualified are no, you? No. Does that matter? It matters to one person if he writes in constantly. Seriously? Yeah. I mean, I, I presume it's one person. No, he writes into the ARB or whatever it is, okay. the, the regulatory board. It says, I'd like to point out that I'm not, I haven't qualified. So you're not allowed to call yourself an architect? Is that the argument? No, and I never have yeah. uh, formally. But it's very difficult when you know, you're meeting socially or casually and somebody says, what do you do? What and do you, you say? say? Well, the easiest way is to say architecture. And then, and then they say, "What did you? So you're an architect." <laughs> and then you say, "Well, actually, I'm not." Te-, you know. And then, so ten minutes later, yeah, you're okay. still trying to explain. So I just, you know, you, I try and leave it out. Well, I'm interested in that. So then you say architecture, and then if they say, "Well, what kind of thing?" What would you say then? By the time you say, um, "I design," and 
put up buildings or restore buildings and they say well you're an architect and I say yes I am but actually not allowed <laughs> this rock incredibly boring sort of story I mean it's, it's a sort of curious thing because you know there are 20 incredibly talented qualified architects in my office yeah. I mean RIBA so um, I mean, I'm quite careful and, and, and also the uh, people who mention it are usually quite careful if you're an architectural designer I mean, architects should be designers. So, yeah. I don't know. So stylistically, in terms of what you do, how do you describe that? Do you do you use the word minimalism? How do you frame it? I don't. Uh, I don't argue with people when they say you're a minimalist. I think in the English way, I avoid saying it. Yeah. If, if Sorry, sitting... minimalist of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're sitting next to people at dinner. And uh, they ask what kind of buildings. If you, 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 I don't know. You just say, "Well, I've I've done the odd thing. I mean, <laughs> the, 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 I've, you know, I've done a, a Cistercian monastery, and I've done a bridge. I don't know, a few houses and a hotel. I don't know. You, it's difficult. Yeah. If they're used to that sort of thing, then they they get it very quickly. Mm. And if they're not, then you know. yeah, stick with the facts. A bridge and a, a monastery. Yeah, I mean, I met Prince Philip on one of these social occasions or whatever it is, and and if, you know, you're warned that he's going to come up to you. Okay. Yeah, but you're also warned that he might not come up to you. And if he does come up to you, these are the rules. <laughs> and then somebody comes along a bit later and says, "Prince Philip will be with you in three minutes," and, and you're standing having a drink. So we were at the palace, and and um, I was with Terence Conrad, and he's an old hand. And just as Prince Philip was coming, he said, oh, do you mind holding this for me? And Terence gave me his glass. So I had a glass in each hand. <laughs> and very difficult to shake his, his Royal Highness's hand if you've got two glasses. Oh, did you curtsy? <laughs> <laughs> but he said to me, oh, I, I hear you're one of those minimalist chummies. But did he? Yeah, which is, you know... I love that. Yeah. He had an anecdote about you know the, the how minimal the um, the emperor's room was when he went to have tea with the emperor of Japan with okay. the queen okay. and just the four of them in this room with nothing in it okay. it was very funny about that that's excellent oh I love that John Paulson meets Prince Philip that's kind of fascinating meeting of minds <laughs> yeah cool cool guy in some ways yeah very cool yeah. <laughs> cool let's move on yeah. lead on Macduff so we're going through to the drawing room, which uh, was originally where it, where it all happened, I think. Uh, we discovered this ingle nook, which was buried behind a, a gas fire, and that had a range for the, you know, a big open chimney to the roof. Yeah. And they used to hang the, the meats there to smoke, and they have a bread oven to the side just in here. Mm-hmm. It must have been extraordinary in those days. And I spy a rug... Yes, yeah, a bit of soft touches from, this Catherine from the wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a very beautiful thing. Yeah, it's, they're, they're nice. And uh, as you can see, Lockie's been eating candles on it. So, yeah. <laughs> the doggy's candles. Well, it, it'll eat anything <laughs> that it can get its teeth on um, as it's teething. Okay. Oh, I don't I know where he got the candle from. and uh, <laughs> was. Uh, I've, only, I've only just noticed it, actually. But I know it's candle because I saw him with a candle earlier. <laughs> And then this little sofa is... Positively Gustavian. Positively yeah. Gustavian, exactly yeah. right. 
Again, sofas are a Catherine thing. Yeah. They're a new... So you wouldn't have sofas? We haven't had sofas until now. Okay. So what would you normally sit on? There isn't too much sitting around. You know, people stand around or sit, yeah, when they come socially and have a drink. But, we, you know, if we gravitate towards the table and then stay there. Okay. I mean, you could use that expression, shall we go through? Yeah. Uh, here, because there are rooms to go to. In there London, are. we don't have a room to go to. So. Yeah. No, you could officially withdraw to yeah. this room, can yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. Right, so you kind of, you tend to sit around at the at the place where you're going to eat, but you probably wouldn't sit. But what's been interesting with Caius and Ben and Phoebe, which seems like an extravagance to have three kitchens and three sitting rooms and three um, dining rooms, is that... Every room gets used yeah. all the time. So, it's, it, I mean, having the space has been incredible. And I think you've got what's all successful in a house, which you've got a combination of spaces with different scales and different acoustics. And I've noticed mm. actually just walking mm. through these few rooms, yeah. every time you step into one, you feel a very different atmosphere, don't you? You do. And uh, I've noticed with people, or touch wood so far, is that when people walk into spaces that I've done for the first time, there's a slight expiration of air and they go, ooh. You, know, yeah. you can see that they feel something, yeah. which I think is probably a test of architecture. Yeah. If you don't feel anything, it's not architecture. Yeah. And is it quite a different challenge designing a country house? Because is, is a country house specifically about that, about casting off your smog-soaked suit that you're wearing and, and, and starting <laughs> again in a way? Is it cleansing? Um, possibly. I mean, you start out a bit more pragmatically, especially when you're given an existing building to... They're given spaces, and it's just how you... I suppose how you finish them and how you connect them and and what you use them for. Together with the planners, they suggested I put in new windows, new openings, which didn't exist before. So here we've got one in the the drawing room, which uh, allows us to look west... So as I said before, you, you 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 can watch the incoming weather, and you get a view of the pond and and the orchard and and the fields beyond and the, and the Fossway. So you're more connected to nature than you you would have been. Yes, all the way along. Yeah. But it's interesting for you say that because to make sure that we had the, you know the best possible insulation and and zero loss of of um, energy, you know we put triple glazing in. Yeah. And these are units that I designed and and had made in Germany and you know using the Swedish steel and everything but of course one thing is that acoustically you you can't hear the birds unless you go that side which is very very thin uh you know 17th century glass okay and very single glazed okay so you you get a bit of bird noise that side and nothing this side That's interesting <laughs> Uh, I mean, I wanted to suppress the noise of, of mechanical things. So the fridges are behind two doors and the, all the manifolds are behind two doors. And right. Like that. so that, That's interesting. So you, you very rarely hear any noise at all. So how do you put a fridge behind two doors? Do you mean in the sense that it's in a separate room? Is it in the pantry? or The, the fridge is in the cupboard, basically. Okay. So if you have to open the cupboard, then open, and then the, fridge open the fridge door. But it's amazing because I thought, gosh, are we getting slightly impractical here? But I just do it all the time and everyone just does it. Yeah. Um, Catherine can't hear the noises I can hear. Right. I, I, I can pick up. 
and especially things like you know when people plug their phone in or I can hear the yeah I'm the same <laughs> so if, so this is what this is what a sort of main intervention we we put a door through from the farm to the barn yeah and we connected the barn to the farm with a what we call a link from yeah. the room wow so this is very high in here yeah so this is like six six or seven meters with a steep pitch on the roof yeah because it's uh, farmhouses are reasonably narrow I mean they're um, 4.8 meters mm. internally I worried slightly about you know th- that rule of glazing you know the opening yeah and of course this wasn't an opening well it was an opening between the two buildings so that's void. what yeah. that's why it's all glass and actually it's amazing how often we use it and sit there and watch how do you yeah especially with the dog and things like that and I said the weather yeah it's interesting because it's very much a three room isn't it but you put yeah. these three chairs just yeah. looking at the landscape yeah and that then turns it into a place to pause doesn't it well Catherine bought these Judd uh, chairs from the Conrad shop yeah without telling me but they work well I've got, gotten used to them and, and we use them yeah and there's the link glue as well which is worth a look oh my wow that's I think that's the highest ceiling I've ever seen in the loo yeah why because because of the small dimensions of the of the of the plan yeah it, it seems much higher I mean yeah. well, it's still six or seven meters high yeah and um, with a bit of east light with a high level window yeah mm. you know the same detail for the you know for the marble um, yeah it's beautiful your bathrooms feel very um, ritualistic well I think it, it's a moment isn't it it's a moment yeah. to go in and sort of shut the door and collect your thoughts and come back out again and you know washing your hands is a, a nice experience in here a cleansing act yeah. yeah you know with the problems we've had washing your hands has become a big um, feature <laughs> so, yeah it has so it's been quite, quite funny this is a terrazzo um, made from local materials on the floor, yeah. yeah. It does run all the way through, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and everywhere's got underfloor heating. Yeah. We're now in the stables, and there were three stalls there for the horses, and those were the ventilation for the horses. Yeah. Above us is the hay loft, and they chucked the hay down, and then there was a, t- a tiny tack room here. Mm-hmm. We were allowed to cut through so there. So you've cut a huge hole through the end yeah. wall. Yeah. So this is the original brick or stone 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 yeah. that you've basically just painted over it was already whitewashed it was beautiful as stone but i think it would have been a bit too heavy for everyday life yeah this is the lime plaster and where possible the beams are original yeah and we replaced the absolutely rotten ones and this then we used elm again for the fittings yeah it's an incredibly beautiful room this i have to say there's something about the the old stone in combination with your insertions that just really work. I think is this one of your sofas that you've designed? I uh, wish. No, this is this is a, a Judd. It is a Judd. Okay. Yeah. Which Catherine bought through Conran, but was from the foundation. Yeah. And then it's in Douglas fir. Yeah, it's a great colour. It's gone slightly stronger with the light. Yeah. Um, the family and guests use it constantly. It, it's like a, a magnet, so you get three or four or five people in it <laughs> and round it. It's very deep, isn't it? Judd did it for his kids. They were, they were beds, yeah, single beds. Mm. Um, they weren't sofas. 
you know, it, it's a moment. It's like a room within a room. And that's possibly the lowest coffee table I've ever seen, I think. Is it? <laughs> is, is, is it a plinth? Is it a coffee table? It's, it's brilliant. Oh, it's funny because I remember um, when I was 18, I, I got um, canole or knoll, did these Mies uh, furniture. They had the license and I bought a glass Mies coffee table. And then I was really surprised when it came because it was, it was very high. Very high, yeah. So you think coffee tables should be right down there? I, I don't particularly. I just did this one low. But you, you made this one, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, this is the design. Because it's so low and you've got some artwork on it, it yeah, it feels more like an exhibition piece in a way. It's, it's, it's almost like you're displaying the artwork rather than... That's purely serendipitous because we've used the white Laza marble for everything. The kitchen yeah. worktop, the shelves and the basins. They gave me this piece of marble. Because they they said surely you you want something with some pattern on it. Yeah, right. And I said no, no, I don't. And they went, well, you're very weird. <laughs> anyway, for you, this is this is a, a nod to comfort, isn't it? You've, you've provided people with a throw to presumably wrap around themselves when they sit on the sofa, is it? Or yeah, well, yeah, because it's very difficult to to get the heating right for everyone. Okay. And the cushions are Catherine's. Well, I mean, I say they're I mean, they're ours. I mean, it's not I'm not disowning them. Yeah. <laughs> You've done a bit of that today, though. <laughs> Have I? Oh, dear. I dare. <laughs> edit it, edit it. Yeah. So this is a big change of level here, isn't it? Yeah, each, each, it's two foot each. That's two foot. This is two foot or 60 centimetres. Okay. Now, I don't know whether you notice, but the land... Yeah, it's quite steep. ...goes down. Yeah, yeah. steep. And that's why there's a change of level in the house. Yeah. Yeah, and we, as we cut through this, and then I, I use the same raw stainless steel for for the um lintels yeah <clears throat> so it's a, it's a it's a proper threshold as you move through wow so and this is this is a john paulson room is it oh <laughs> this is definitely you mean those john, haven't been <laughs> john paulson room. no but this room i mean because i think because of the scale of it this is far and away the biggest room in the house isn't it yeah and um, so th- is this what do you call this uh the barn the barn yeah as i said because there are 28 rooms or whatever it is on the plans we're always referring to them so right at the very very beginning i had a sort of thing of naming each room including the corridor and the and the staircase and and the boot room and so on and um and it and it does help obviously you've had to work with what you've got here but there is to me arriving here a sense that it feels like every room we've been through has got gradually larger and then this is the kind of denouement um, where you feel this real sense of arrival. I think it's partly also because you have to step up really quite steeply up to it. Do you sense that as well? That's absolutely the case. And when, uh, as most architects do, we make a lot of physical models yeah. to try and make sure we get the spaces right and the detailing right. And we, we made a 1 to 50 model of, of the property running from you know the lean-to at the end right through to here yeah with the wall off you know like a a a section you could see that progression yeah it's very very clear now you really sense it i think being in here so this is the room where we've got this huge sash window you've inserted yeah it's (laughs) with massive what are those are those weights on it i mean everyone's very different but i have an idea of what i want to achieve and then I, I let other people very kindly 
yeah. sort it out. Sort it out. <laughs> I'm not a great sort of sit, sitting down patient guy. Yeah. I mean, I wanted the minimum glazing bars or whatever, and I wanted it to open. But I was horrified when I got <laughs> massive chains and visible weights. I thought it was all <laughs> going to be secret. And also, it's very noisy. Is it? I'll, I'll show you. It's, it's a clunk, clink. Come on, let's open it. Come on, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I know. It's like... Right, so the weights are dropping. Up goes the window. The drawbridge going up. Yeah, it's like a drawbridge. Yeah, and it's uh, luckily, as I said, it's um, it's just under four meters square, but uh, which means that it just suits me, but probably doesn't suit you. Yeah, so you can. Yeah, so you'd hit you. Squeeze through it. Yeah. Yeah, well, you'd hit your head, but uh, I won't. Yeah. Why didn't you just want it as a fixed glazing? Uh, Because you can have this open and sit inside okay. and be still comfortable. Okay. I mean, in r- real summer, we've got the outside dining there. Yeah. But you've got to carry the stuff. Yeah. That's brilliant. It's very dramatic. It's, um, yeah, I mean, it's incredibly useful. I mean, it's just a bugger about the noise. But, but <laughs> uh, Presumably not opening it and closing it all day, though. Imagine. It's a, right. It's, yeah, if you, you'd be surprised how often it gets. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's sort of like a massive version of the windows that you get on the Golden Lane estate. Yeah? Yeah. Have you yeah. been to the flats in Golden no, Lane? No. Yeah, they have quite similar. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> Was that painful? Uh, it's not been designed to sit and listen to. Yeah. So how does this work? So, so this is the biggest kitchen space that we have. Catherine's currently making lunch in the smaller one. Yeah. Do you tend to use that other one more then? No. No. If there is a division, this would be summer. Okay. And that's winter. Okay. We haven't migrated formally. Yeah. Yet, because of the weather. Yeah, exactly. If we had a Sunday lunch for a few people... We'd come here regardless, okay. even in winter, I think. Mm-hmm. So you can see up to 20. Oh, wow, okay. This is stainless steel. The kitchen worktop, yeah. But the difference is this is 10 mil thick, and it's again, it's the same. It's the raw stainless steel with this finish on it, so it hasn't got any pattern or grain. You know, it's just no directional, non-directional. But it weighs more than a ton. Does it really? Yeah, the dining table is in the same. It's the same. Yeah. yeah, it was quite a difficult sell to say we're having a stainless steel dining table. Yeah, because you wouldn't normally think of it as being sensual and yeah, too clangy. Yeah, but again, that's that's nearly a ton, and that doesn't move. Yeah, and the table doesn't rock. Okay, which is, which is great. satisfying. Yeah, yeah, it's hilarious because it that's very solid. Yeah, <laughs> how many men to move that then? Uh, ten. Wow, okay. Ten. We had the same men. Same number as it will seat for dinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you've got to work for your supper, maybe. This is so different from in a normal stainless steel kitchen top. It's really, really beautiful. I mean, yes, it's just much more matte, isn't it? But also the solidity of it. I mean, yeah. One thing that I maybe next time I'll do is the sink. Okay. Because that's thin, that's normal yeah. stainless steel. And then if we knock on the top, it's, it's great, absolutely great, yeah. solid. yeah. 
And you've got the rounded edge again. Yeah, it's the same profile, except because of a stainless steel, you don't need to have the extra thickness. I mean, a, a marble top this thin would be vulnerable. Yeah. Do you normally do the work tops completely flush with the units? Uh, probably, yes. Yeah. yeah. And there's no gap. Yeah. And this is solid wood, it's not um, veneer. So all yeah, your storage is behind a sort of single wall of yeah. timber here, isn't it? Or is it? Does this got all your storage behind this yeah, timber yeah, wall? Yeah, but I was saying, yeah, this is... Uh, very organised. Oh, that's Catherine. Uh, it's, it isn't very... It, this I've uh, chosen a cover that's organised. <laughs> Let's see if we can find one that's not. I don't think we can. Actually. Come on, I want all the stuff to fall out. Come on. Yeah, if, I'm no, secretly you, hoping. Yeah. Very organised. Yeah, that's pretty organised. So it, it seems to me that there have been, unless there are, there's a lot of kind of um, pseudo John Paulson goes on. And, and by that I mean people trying to do minimal and doing it very badly. It's always struck me when I've visited your projects that it's all about the, you know, the materials clearly, but the quality of the craftsmanship and the way that things are detailed and the, and the junctions and the way that everything meets perfectly. Hmm. Is that something that you're very obsessive about or do you just have good contractors or how does that process work to make sure that's right? I mean, if I, I am obsessive. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've always seen that as being a good thing. Yeah. But being English and being from Halifax in Yorkshire and everything else, obsession is thought of as being a bit foreign. Okay. But I can see, you know, obviously there must be a pejorative sense of the word as well. Having said that, I've relied on other people to achieve all these things. I don't have the concentration or patience to achieve my ambition. Yeah. So everything you see is, is through other people's work. I just have an, an, an energy to keep going until they, they get it right. And they know what you want and they know that... The... Yeah, it's interesting because, I, as I said, I, you know, there were 20 in the office and they're all architects when they're on their own or whatever, they're not minimalist mm. they just have to be really good architects good at detailing some of them have been with me for, Stefan Orsolini's been with me since 91 wow you know 20, 30 years it's normal and we've got some younger ones but thank <laughs> goodness <laughs> so the last time I met you or the first time I met you was I interviewed you for the World of Interiors about your apartment you did in Kanoka in Belgium. Right, right, yeah. And that was many, many years ago now. And they couldn't afford to send me out to Belgium, but the client did. He flew me out there to go and have a look at the flat because you said, there's no way you can write about an apartment if you haven't been there, quite (laughs) rightly. So I went out there. What really struck me about it, I suppose, is, is that is exactly what I said about the quality of the, of the finish and the craftsmanship. I think there are so many you know, badly finished projects out there where they've essentially painted the, the rooms white yeah. and, and tried to pass it off as good architecture. I think there's a lot of, frankly, bad sort of knock-off minimalism out there. Do you have a view on that? Do you see some of that yourself? Not really, and if I do, I... Shut my eyes quickly, I think. I mean, yeah. it's like, um, it's, it's a battle you, you couldn't possibly win. I think it's sad, because it's, it's missing the point. Occasionally I come up for air and, and see things. But that, that whole thing has sort of slightly passed me by, because I met when I, you know, I met Kuramata in 1974, you know, and I started 
do my apartment in, in Tokyo and then in London and and people thought I was completely mad and then when Interiors did my flat for the first time I mean it, it was considered it was put out there as you know as eccentric yeah my younger sister gave me a, a piece of blank white paper and said this is my membership application for the minimalist club <laughs> you know if there was all you know if, and then suddenly 20 or 30 years later I sort of lifted my head and realized that there were incredible practices in Spain, Portugal, France, Chile, and so on, doing really beautiful houses, which I'd love to have done. Yeah. And, and doing more than me and, and doing them better, yeah. you know, in the photographs. Yeah. You know, I just, I thought I was still, you know, the eccentric person out there. You yeah. Know, not so you think it's become more accepted than when you started it? I think... Modern architecture, modern interiors, modern art, art generally, mm. it's a huge difference. Yeah. I mean, if, when I grew up, you know, there was only one place you could get an espresso coffee in London. Yeah. How many contemporary art galleries were there? I mean, contemporary was a strange word for English people. Yeah. So where did the it come from art. for you? Why, why, we, why did you do this? I have no idea why. I mean, um, you couldn't... I mean, my parents are both from Yorkshire. I mean, there's a bit of Scottish, um, but that's as exotic as we get. I don't know where it came from. I know that my mother liked things simple, genuinely. Mm. I mean, if hers wasn't a design thing or anything. She was intrinsically a modest person, even Mm. though she was from a, a background of, you know, of wealth. You know, her taste in materials and, and everything was, was modest. Yeah. And so some of that must have rubbed off. I mean, Dad liked beautiful things. He was very, you know, astute. Yeah. I don't know where it comes from. I mean, Yorkshire, Halifax, I don't know, treeless landscape, industrial buildings. I don't know. It's no. So Ben and his girlfriend, Eloise, they work in here. Okay. But they also do yoga in here. Oh, right. They, they, so they get up early and do yoga and then... But yeah, leave the table where it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's space here for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't, the, uh, I don't know where the mats <clears throat> are. And always Hans Wegner wishbone chairs as well. Yeah, hard to beat, isn't it? Yeah, it is hard I to mean, beat. I mean, the only difficulty which is crazy is cliche can have a uh, have an effect if, if yeah. things are overused yeah and does that bother you does it bother you they're a bit ubiquitous it figures yeah but i thought that if it, they're so impossible to beat yeah and the fact that they're in elm mm. and they get so much used up beyond sitting at for a meal i mean they're they're almost armchair quality yeah so yeah, but Faye, my wife, and I have a, we call it the golden arches test, which is if there's a knockoff in McDonald's, then that's when you know you shouldn't buy it anymore. Oh, uh, uh, actually, I thought they were going to say that's when you know it's a really good chair. Uh, well, <laughs> it depends how you look at it. And um, is there one in McDonald's? No, there isn't. So, right. so you're okay. But but the um, the egg chair has been ruined, unfortunately, if you ask me. Uh, when I was doing Cathay Pacific, the loungers at the airport in, in Hong Kong, I'd seen in, in a sketch Hans Wiener's uh, stool, bar yeah. stool. So I got them to make that. Okay. They weren't no, going to make it. I mean, they, to, uh, and now, of course, they call Hans and sell it. Okay. And oh, we right. could go up the stairs. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. 
So we're going to go up this very vertiginous staircase. Staircase come ladder. We had to put a ladder in. Okay. We couldn't put a staircase in because we couldn't get you know, the angle shallow enough yeah. or whatever. Anyway, it's much easier uh, than going down. Down, you have to be. You have to go down backwards. Yeah. Okay. Everybody takes care, even after a drink. Yeah, I bet. So if you don't want to. Okay. Right. This is surprising. So we're up in the eaves now. So this this was originally the hayloft, and they would have loaded the hay through the this door and then thrown it down and obviously there wouldn't have been the handrails yeah because this floor is on beams it moves wow, yeah that reverberated quite yeah, a lot yeah of course the consequence is that if you want to keep the handrail level each individual baluster yeah or spoke or whatever it is had to be measured and cut and finished back at the factory okay I mean that's what I would call not good design <laughs> <laughs> but but I was like stuck I didn't want a bottom rail yeah a plate so each one of those is tailored for the thing okay wow and then of course the the handrail on the top is the same uh, raw stainless steel yeah tube which of course I didn't pass building regs building regs yeah because you have to have it 50 mil or 45 mil diameter. So Kevin, who was in the master joiner, he came up with the idea of wrapping this rope around string okay, to so make it thicker to pass. Anyway, he's done such a good job. I don't, I, I'm keeping it on for safety reasons. Anyway. I, really, I really like it. He bought a huge amount of the string and still ran out. I mean, there's something like three and a half miles of string. Okay. <laughs> I wow. mean, it took 10 days. Seriously. Did he do it all? He did it with an assistant, but wow. he did it all, yeah. He's a genius. With, That's um, amazing, isn't it? He did all the, the carpentry work. All the but it, it works because it, the, the staircase is so steep, it actually helps you to grip on as you go up. Yeah, you're best hanging on. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a beautiful room, this. It's such a pity to have it as a, a TV room, but it's very popular. Yeah. And it's uh, mostly movies. It's a serious flat screen. It was um, it was a deal at Selfridges actually, but the idea was to buy the biggest possible one. Yeah. And actually, once you get it here, you don't realise. I mean, that's a giant screen. Yeah. It looks. It doesn't look that big in here. No. Yeah. And I'm like, why didn't I get a bigger one? But you can't. <laughs> <laughs> that would be why. <laughs> Unless you take the roof off. Or, I mean, it wouldn't get. I bet that was fun getting that up the staircase. Well, we had this gap. Oh, okay. That came through the gap. Yeah. But, I mean, I would rather just have a, a central table running the other way up here and use it as a studio. Right. This is slightly one-dimensional, this room. It's brilliant for watching TV. I mean, it's incredibly popular. And, yeah, big and sofa. The, the, yeah, I mean, so we get three couples on, the yeah. boys and their partners and yeah. us. And, and then others, if, I mean, Phoebe will sit on the floor. Yeah. Um, but, but you don't like the fact that that's all it does. Well, it's such a glorious room. Yeah. But it's brilliant not to have TV on anywhere else. Mm. If they argue about what, what they're going to watch, they then disappear to their rooms and, and watch it on an iPad or, okay. or laptop. Yeah. Yeah, you need to get um, back, back. That's all. Okay, so we've summited the stairs. 
yeah, to the just, sleeping quarters. The light on while you're there. Okay, so the light for the staircase is oh wow, concealed in a long slot. Yeah, really nice. Yeah, I love that. I don't have to mind my head because <laughs> it's uh, it's just designed for me. But yeah, <laughs> slight crouch because the planning officer didn't want us to muck around with existing beams. Yeah. So you didn't want us to raise them more. Yeah. So I could have raised that. Yeah. No, but again, it, it, uh, there's that sense that then you get compressed and then sort of more unleashed into this big room as you arrive. It yeah. actually it, yeah. it builds you up, doesn't it? So is this the main bedroom? Well, we, I was very keen not to have a main bedroom. Okay. It's like I don't want a hierarchy with the, the bathrooms. Yeah. So Catherine and I sleep in all the, the four rooms. Do you really? Yeah. Not like regularly consistently yeah but we've spent extended time in all of them depending on the season or well it depended on the building works to start with right and then um yeah we've tended to use this in summer and and the north bedroom in winter okay you know i I wanted people have have difficulty choosing which they liked okay i hate that thing of when you know when you go on holiday with friends and you've rented a house and there's only one master bedroom yeah and they get there first (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or the other way around yeah you get there first and then there's and a dilemma it, about whether you take it or not well you don't you have to take the kids bunk beds yeah and you're in that room and then they always say oh well we'll, we'll swap halfway yeah but by then you're yeah you don't want their sheets yeah. so this said uh, the beams are incredibly low here aren't they did you open up the the roof space in here yeah we took out a floor and originally the farmers that lived here they had eight or nine children mm. And each had their own room. Between each beam was a room mm. and a doorway. And so we took it out. And then we... These are the joists, marks from the original floor. So lovely. And that, that fireplace was in one of the bedrooms and it was truncated. But the chimneys is... The pattern of it is as it was. Mm. So I just unplastered it. Mm. Really nice. And then you've got more of your raw wool curtains. Yeah, we had, we had a, an issue here because we couldn't put the rail. The rail wouldn't fit, you know, at the top of the wall. Okay. So they look a bit like mini skirts. <laughs> Even Catherine feels they're not successful. So. Oh, right. Okay. So a, a blind would have been fine. <laughs> the planner suggested we put a new window here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking out over the, the water again. And we were given the Judd, the Judd bookcase, which is very nice. Yeah. That's a present. These are the throws that we did for um, another company in Barcelona. Yeah. Texidor. Really nice. So they come in three colours, that's all. So is it usually white bed linen? Uh, to be honest, this whole thing is a work in progress. So right. I've yet to sort out the furniture and, and mm. bedside tables and or not. And I would tend to have a day cover on in, in a darker material. Right. I like people to be able to go anywhere see anything and and there's something about you know white duvet which sort of indicates a certain privacy or in- intimacy so you cover it, was, it over during the day if it was me i wouldn't have any pillows on and i'd have the bed off the wall and and the day cover on it so it, it was more like a day sofa or something okay but that's a lot of work yeah <laughs> we, have, <coughs> we have a bathroom off that bedroom which is again is took the ceiling or you know to the eaves just to give a bit of height in it's a great shape it's like um it's like a sort of child drawing of a house of a, yeah 
Yeah. I really like that with the pitch. Yeah. What, is there a shower behind this? Yes. Sort of sculptural <coughs> insert that you've made. Yes, and this is this is the same marble, although in this case it's fairly thick. Yeah. So you've got bath, shower, and um, basin, and loo. And the bath is freestanding in the middle of the room. Is that? Do you always prefer to do that? Well, I don't like baths because I, yeah. I, I mean I'm a shower, but I can see they're very popular, including with my children. Yeah. And they can soak for an hour and read books and watch Game of Thrones in the bath. <laughs> And it's a double, you know... You, it's, Double-ended. Yeah, or wide enough for two, almost. Yeah. Uh, I did do a, a, a white marble version, which is very nice. Oh, wow. But... Um, did you design this bath, then? No, I no. wish I had. Yeah. But, but the marble bath that I did do is identical. Okay. They're very nice marble baths, but they do... And they use a lot of hot water, because <laughs> the heat disappears quickly. Yeah. So this is great. So I, I love the way you've done this. So you've got a sort of two-thirds height marble insert with the shower behind it. Showers are really difficult, aren't they? Because you always end up with so, much, so many glass doors and hinges and things. And I, uh, in a way, I have succumbed and have, have curtains. Yeah. I once had some white rubber curtains, which were really nice. Yeah. Although it was pointed out to me that they're, they're for um, mortuaries or something. All right. <laughs> or, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> or for post-mortems or whatever, I don't yeah. know. And it, anyway, it slightly put me off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's nice enough if you have space to not need curtains or big enough to not have curtains, but small enough not to get too cold. Yeah. You know, I designed the the hooks. Hooks for the towels, yeah. Yeah. Although somebody said to me, well, what did you design of that? You know, what's designed about that? Yeah. Well, that's slightly the point. That is the me. point, isn't it? I mean, I did the door handles too. Yeah. Um, so what's the definition of good design then? Is it, you know, is it about utility and and beauty? Is it that old William Morris thing? Um, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't want to be walking and seeing it. I mean, I think Vola is incredibly well designed. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and it's very, very hard to beat. And obviously I've tried, but you still see them and, and think Vola. Yeah. So it's a bit like the hands being a chair. That's a slight issue for me. Is it, you know, if it's like seeing a Gaggenau oven or something, you, you, it sort of brings you back mm. to earth a bit. Mm. You know, you lose that. Yeah, you, you can't see it for what it is after a while, can you? No. Yeah. I do remember in your tap in your kitchen, it must have been in your first house in Notting Hill potentially, but yeah. you did a very heavily arced kitchen tap, mm. didn't you? Mm. Do you still do that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if, I don't think it's as big downstairs, but yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because I mean, obviously, I designed because I couldn't, I couldn't buy one. Yeah. And now, you know, you can buy one. Yeah. So, okay. Yes, yeah, so might as well buy it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one thing you don't don't see obviously in the daytime is the lighting because the lighting's all. Um, you know, if it's, so it's all concealed. Yeah, and it's above the shower and, and yeah, that thing. and I design the mirrors again they're all stainless steel as well right you've brought the the floating unit forward of the wall yeah is that to accommodate the lighting behind yes. that's why you've and, done it but it's also it deals with that junction because the the plaster I mean you'll see in the kitchen it, it's very easy to, to wipe the top without wiping the wall okay normally you have a, an issue with the junction yeah and uh, and construction, enjoying construction as well. Yeah. 
Does that mean you have to get the Dyson out behind it quite a lot? <laughs> <laughs> it's good, the Dyson. Yeah. Got all sorts of fittings that reach parts that others don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we, we're very, very lucky to have somebody that helps us with the cleaning. I mean, Catherine yeah. and I do. But she's a f- brilliant with... Um, you know the feather duster oh really old school yeah yeah although they're young but they yeah. go around and i think what are they doing but actually if if they don't come there's a huge yeah. amount of cobwebs yeah, yeah. We're, we're going up here. oh wow okay so we've come off the hallway into a very narrow staircase up to the attic mm-hmm. wow this is a nice place to sleep i imagine this feels like a womb well we love it yeah up, up here um, I always think bedrooms should feel like nests, don't you think? Yes, yeah, and they're very different places. I mean, this is probably the best view. It's a great view. Mm-hmm. Come through and mind your head. Yeah. Against all recommendations, I've done a, a wooden shower. Wow. So it's like a wooden cubicle, isn't it, that you walk into? Well, so it's the same elm. I just didn't want to change material, and, that, and I need... You produce this sort of pavilion thing, cabin. Yeah, exactly. It's like walking into a cabin. Yeah, like one of those beach. Um, and how are you going to maintain it to make sure it? It goes like that, basically. Which Slightly I think stained. is it's not bad, is it? I think it's a, it, it's sort of acceptable because it's like a, a nicely worn base. Yeah. Uh, and the walls seem to stand up. Yeah. The walls I was more worried about, but the water comes off that quickly. Mm. I mean, they're sealed. You get a view out as well, mm. which is nice. Yeah. While you're showering. Because you step up to it and it's in its own self-contained thing. It slightly feels like you're going to get beamed up to space or something. In a good way. Well, Ben's not here. Right. I think uh, that's where... Oh, OK. <laughs> but you could do some good singing in it as well. It's like a sort of sound booth. Well, one of the disadvantages is that people take longer showers. Yeah. And there is a limit to the tray. Yeah. And so, but we know because it ends up in the kitchen. Hello, Loki. Hello. You found us. Hello. Yes, you have to learn to get to navigate those stairs. The first three yeah. steps, the very short, steep ones. Yeah. No, he's made it up here. Yeah, nothing will stop him. And you know, and the other thing was, I didn't think people would need a bath, and uh, it turns out they do. So I, would, I should have put one in here. Okay, we always can, can't you? Was plumbing an issue? Everything's an issue. Okay, maybe Af- not. Afterwards, yeah, of yeah. course you could if it was, you know, but it's, I mean, of course I've thought about it. Yeah. And we, we designed these for the hotel in Jaffa. They wanted a vanity right. unit. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's so very cool. But um, it's just ended up here. Brilliant. Breaks my heart to have a joint, but. Can't be done without I'm, I'm told no? compromise is a good thing, but I've never thought it is. <laughs> <laughs> But, you, what's, but what's the maximum you can do on a worktop? I mean, how, how, could, could you do that bathroom, oh. bathroom top without a joint? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hello. What do you mm. think? Um, yeah, in New York we did one which was seven or eight metres. So why did you have them here? Just A good point. A good point. I don't know. Mm. Um, I, I thought, because I'm used to... There being no joints, that there wouldn't be any joints here. Yeah. But I think somewhere along the line, somebody was Some, more pragmatic. Snuck it through, didn't they? Thinking it, it, um, it, it was daft to have a 
because you would need a crane you need to bring it through the roof uh, before you yeah it would have had to come before we finished before the roof. you did the roof there's yeah. probably a so timing foresight. thing yeah i just went with it you okay with it now uh, well i brought it up <laughs> <laughs> if, you know when you live here and when you enjoy it you enjoy the overall thing yeah i mean catherine would argue that not having a hierarchy was the wrong thing we don't need pure white marble shelves in the larder okay or in the secondary um, bathrooms yeah. or whatever and do we need so much panelling I don't know if, I mean it, but you know as I said before I wanted everything to be on one you know on the same level you don't normally do that for clients though. yeah they would want a hierarchy yes exactly are you alright going down mind your head mind your feet mind everything <laughs> Has, did Lockie come with us? Yeah, leave the door open. I'm not, he must have gone. Yeah, go through, save. Okay, so there's a step down. The roof and then, and then the this bedroom. is what we call the, the north bedroom for obvious reasons. North bedroom. And this gives you an idea of the width of the house. The width of the house, yeah. And it's, a, it's very nice for me to have light on both sides. Yeah. And, if, and that's throughout the house. Has every room got that sides, pretty much? Virtually, yeah. 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 This is a really nice room to sleep in. Yeah. The the fire works in our bedroom, but it doesn't work here because you're not allowed to share chimneys anymore. Okay. And the fire downstairs uses this chimney. Okay. Yeah. Very serene. Really nice. I can iron, actually. Because is that why the ironing board's out then? Absolutely. No. <laughs> when I worked for my father, he was insistent that I learn the ropes from the ground up. So if I... Learned to cut pattern because we, we we made clothes dresses okay. women's dresses okay so I learned to cut a pattern and then at the end you learn how to press when you are ironing it's very calming it's a sort of repetitive job where you other thoughts come into your head all yeah. the time which is probably cathartic or yeah creative I mean I had lots of huge amounts of time in my life where I've been bored you know I mean in Halifax and in Nagoya in Japan and places which weren't metropolises but the, the benefit was that I had a lot of time to think so you think and, boredom's quite important yeah but how can you build it in you can't yeah, build yeah. it in yeah. I mean you'd be like weird yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean my father always used to say every minute can't be exciting that's what he'd say to me because okay. when, I, when I sort of slightly complained about going home for Christmas he'd say not every minute of you can be exciting I mean he was meaning girls and things yeah nightclub stuff I mean, it's like, why not? And I still believe that. I mean, why can't every... I mean, as soon as I started architecture, every single second's been exciting. You know. Well, that's brilliant. The, these are the um, manifolds for the heating. OK, yeah, double door. Yeah, double door. I've never seen that before. That's brilliant. Yeah. And then I've got the smoke detection system is here. And basically the... The air is constantly f fed through a, a machine, so it, and it will detect. They've got these all over the. So property. a tiny little hole in the. Ceiling. So rather than having a, you know, the normal smoke detector, you see surface-mounted thing. There's a whole um, air system, which uh, detects carbon monoxide or whatever. That's amazing. If it goes through, and it's literally just a little pinhole that does it. Yeah, there's a big machine. There. Yeah, I mean it's not. Uh, yeah, but, not, it, but you're not, not looking fit. at the machine. No. Well, that's the point, isn't it? And you're not looking at sockets either. Yeah. Which is another 
And all, do you, uh, is it always shadow gaps for you, never skirtings? Uh, yeah, what are skirtings? Yeah, yeah okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that a dust collector? No, because they, they get hoovered. I mean, it does leave the wall more vulnerable. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah. it gets scuffed or kicked. But it just needs a bit of maintenance. Yeah. I mean, I don't notice any scuff marks particularly. Mm. Would a skirting board just ruin the purity of the space for you? Yeah. Yeah, it's a big deal actually. It's yeah. a, it's a, if, even if you flush them in, if, because the skirting board has to end somewhere, so it has to end in an architrave. So then you have the architrave, and then if, and then you have the door frame, and so before you know it, you've got a whole. You have got the whole. Well, you've got what everyone structure. else has. Yeah. 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 I mean, luckily, if there, was, if there was none that I had to keep. I mean, if it was a very beautiful architrave and, and door frame, yeah, and skirting whatever they call them, data or, you know, um, panelling up to... Up to the up to datum, yeah. Yeah. The good thing here is that none of the walls are straight. None of the angles are straight. Mm. And I don't know whether you noticed in the drawing room and other ones, the the wall is actually... The door frame, you can see how it's we've had to shape it. Yeah. Uh, but none of that bothers me in yeah. this sort of environment. I can smell lunch and I can hear the sound of crockery being laid. Yeah, it's all, that's what it's all about. It is. I mean, if you said to me, would you like good food or good architecture? I'd go for good food. Would you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Mies would have done too, actually. Yeah. What, what, what's, what's your favourite place to go and eat apart from home then? Well, it's usually Japanese. Because, is it? Because it's difficult to have Japanese food at home. Yeah. So we're done, I think, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, we're done, we're done. Thank you, John. Yeah. Really enjoyed that. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for listening. We've got some really strong guests in this series, including the singer-songwriter Paloma Faith. So please subscribe to hear about upcoming episodes. If you can find the time to rate the show or give us a quick review, it's massively appreciated because it helps others to find us too. This episode was produced by Caroline Hughes, and the executive producer was Kate Taylor for Feast Collective.